When life bumps up against you, you have the choice to pucker up and put on a sour face or mix it up with ingredients like resilience, persistence, and grace into the delectable concoction only you can serve. We are Greer McVeigh and Whitney Wiley, speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. We're also sisters, and since we were children, we've made a habit of turning challenges into the lessons and launch paths of our lives. Each week, we'll discuss the recipes that will turn your biggest challenges into the building blocks of the successful and fulfilling life of your dreams. On occasion, we'll include experts and thought leaders who'll join the party and you're always invited to. Join us as we share the sweet highs and sour lows and every drop of life in between. Along with our guests, we help you shake and stir your own lemons into lemon drops. Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. I'm Whitney Wiley. And I'm Greer McVeigh. Hi, Whitney. You say thank you for joining us for this episode. I say thank you for joining us for every episode, especially the next one. Especially this one, especially the next one. But especially the next one. That That's um, aspirational. I like it. I like it. We love our, our audience. Yes, we do. Absolutely do. As a we, matter of fact, we, now that I think about it, we're in... July or almost July, it is which means that we have an anniversary coming up. We do have an anniversary coming up and we have to do something big for that. <laughs> we do. We have to put our brains together in a, in a blender and mix them up and see what we come up with. And movies. I don't think we're in town for the official. Oh, well, that's even better. We can do it live remote. We can't. Oh, that would be cool. And some of the people. From the pool in Palm Springs. Some of the people. Well, you're not supposed to tell people where to find us. I'm sorry. I meant uh, Palm. uh, What is the place where? Florida. Palm Beach, Florida. (laughs) West Palm Beach. We're going to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Looking for the document. Look for us there. Do that. <laughs> try, try to find us there. Where in the world are Whitney and Greer at Mar-a-Lago? See how that, see, see what that gets. It's like, where's Waldo? Where's Whitney and Greer? Those directions. Those directions and four dollars get you a tall cup of coffee, <laughs> and and not much else. They certainly won't get you on the premises unless you're a spy, maybe. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, if you're well, yeah, if you're a spy, you probably pay the two hundred thousand dollar membership fee. Did I ever tell you that Donovan and I went to um, Trump? Not Trump Plaza. What's it called? Uh, Tower. The the Atlantic. the place in Washington D.C. 
the hotel, Trump Hotel, or I think that's what they called it, Trump Hotel in DC in the old post office building. And to so that you could get a, a go for high tea. Well, we didn't go for high tea. I did have, did I? I think I had tea and he had coffee or vice versa or something like that. But we went, you know, it was at the, it was actually before Trump became president. So Obama was still president, but it was like that last, we went about a week before inauguration because they were starting to set up inauguration, you know, the <laughs> scaffolding, you know, the bleachers and all the stuff. And, um, you know, and it was like, oh, let's go see the action. But I didn't want to give them any money. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to buy anything, but it's like, well, how do we go in there and, you know, and sit in the, it's a lovely, it was, you know, sort of a lovely, you know, we were only in the atrium, like the lobby, the, you know, the atrium and you could have cocktails and, or, you know. All in gilded gold? Huh? Was it all in gilded gold? It was not gilded and all that. It was very, it was much more, um, industrial mm. or you know like chandeliers but you know open rafters or what yeah i don't know but it, it was not, it was a nice place and interestingly i mean I, there was nobody at the time that i recognized so you know but that was before I'm sure now I'd recognize everybody in the lobby met, from their mugshots. That's not where you met that dude. What was he, the finance dude? Oh, uh, Steve Mnuchin and Reince Priebus. No, we were at a different uh, restaurant. I think Ebbets or Ebbets or something like that. So we were we were in all the right, you know, all the places where the people go. But it was just. But we were like, I was like, well, I'm not giving Trump my money. So, you know, we'll just get a cup of coffee and some tea. Well, that was $30. <laughs> I was like, oh, right, thank God we didn't order anything more. Because I was like, I'm going to go broke just with, a, you know, I think the tea, I think I did have tea. I feel like it was like $15 or $12 or something like that. So anyway, mm, mm. but it was, you know, anyway, I, I digress. We... <laughs> Just tiger. I don't know what we were talking about. Although we hadn't started talking about what we we're going to talk about, we were talking about, um, you know, thanking our our listeners. Yeah, which is sort of what we're talking about, right? Is it oh, is, that is true? You know, finding the people who support you, your support system, yeah, your support system, and why it's important, and how to do that, how to do it, and. Yeah, why it's important and and thank them constantly and and show your appreciation. I will say that this last week I've had you know some a couple of health issues, and you and you know everybody else in our family and a few friends have been very supportive, and I'm thankful. So I I'm like you know I'm like let me research this. What does one do? How does everybody have this kind of a support system? I do. You know, I don't if they think... found themselves in the hospital, were there people who would bring them stuff or pick them up or whatever? See, I don't think everyone does, and which I think explains a lot of 
what we see in terms of some of the challenges that are happening in the world in terms of, um, and, and it goes both ways. I'm not going to blame this solely on lack of support systems for like homeless problems and and some of the other things, right? There, there are some systemic things that create situations that land mm-hmm. people in a place, but not having a, like, I don't think that any, that I would ever end up on the street. People I know would not allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but, you know, there are some people who maybe don't want to ask, right. They don't want yeah. to be, well, they don't want it. They just reject it. Actually, They could yeah. reject it. They don't want it. And so, you know, there are two part two sides to this. One is having a support system, but you have to avail yourself of it, right? So you, you're going to cu- cultivate it. We'll talk about how to do that, how to build those relationships so that when you have a time of need, that people, not only can you ask, but that people will be there for you. The mm-hmm. other part is, and and I'll share a story from, you know, my life in a particularly dark time that um, you have to be willing, you have to be willing to, to accept the help. You have to be willing to accept the support. Mm-hmm. And it, I think, took that time in my life for me to recognize that I wasn't particularly good at asking for nor receiving and receiving and accepting it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so it has to go both ways. So yeah, and a, and a part of it is letting go of whatever your emotional what your thoughts are about receiving that is like, it right. doesn't make me look sort of weak like or am I look needy or am I? Exactly. Yeah. What, what that says about me, though, what will people think about me? Yeah. Let, let me put it to you this way. Let me, <laughs> let me disabuse you of any concern about what people may think about you when you are in a moment of need. They're already thinking it of you. <laughs> so, so if you're concerned about what they're going to think of you, then you should do something before you need help because they're probably already thinking whatever it is they're going to think about you before you get to that point. So, mm-hmm. you know, and let it go. Let it go. We all know that's that is like Elsa. <laughs> yeah, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Um, we all are going to be in need of something at some point and to have people there for us in different capacities, whether it's in our life, whether it's in our work, you know, um, in our health, you know, whatever it is. And so just Mm -hmm. be okay. Be okay. Okay. So why is it, I guess the, the place to start is what is a support system and why is it important what's the significance of having one and so i would start with a you know a simple definition a support system is simply a network of individuals 
right, resources or structures that provide assistance, encouragement, and emotional, practical, or informational support, financial support, right, different kinds of support to someone during various life situations or during challenges. And it consists of people who are willing to offer help understanding, care, sometimes is just a listening ear, right? You mm-hmm. don't, your, your support system doesn't always have to be showing up with money bags, right? They don't- Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, that is good. <laughs> they don't have to always show up with a key to their vacation house in Hawaii. And, and yes, that's good. But sometimes you just may need an ear, a sympathetic, mm-hmm. a sympathetic ear, someone who will just listen. So again, we have three categories or different categories. So you have your emotional support system. You have an emotional a professional support system. Yep. A financial support system or a social support system. Social. Right. And, social, and, they, and they may say that again. Informational informational right um really, uh spiritual spiritual and Whatever they the may of your life are you could have different support systems for each of those or and they may overlap but you i would imagine though it's probably not best to have like one support system i mean even or even if it's overlapping but like one or two or three people that you heavily you rely on everything. Yeah. For all of your needs across the board. Right. Probably if you can they get worn out, especially if you're needy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you rarely need anything or rarely need, you know, support, you know, and I use air quotes around the word need, but yeah, if you rarely need something and every once in a while you reach out to a friend or a colleague or whatever for whatever it is that you need that's probably fine yeah and you need them for this or for that on any given day but if you you know need all those things and you're constantly going back to the well at some point people get worn out and wiped out or feel used or abused you know especially if it's not reciprocated, which I know we'll talk a little bit about. So anyway, go go and, on. And certainly that has to be a part of it, right? That yeah. you need to be, and you said needy, um, you need to not be so needy that people will, when they see you coming or hear you coming, that they <laughs> run in the other direction. Because here, here is, you know, Whitney begging for something yet again. I never yeah. get anything in return. And, and of course that that's not. And me. the first thing I, you know, I personally think the first thing um, for your support. So, it, you know, the, the first thing in terms of you having cultivating, utilizing or tapping into your support system is always to do what you can for yourself first. I just want to put that out there. Oh, I, I don't would, know. I, I don't know that that's what the experts all say, but I definitely say, you know, try to solve your own problems to the extent. No, you I can. would. I would agree. Yeah. And and 
to the degree that it's possible not create self-inflicted wounds. Mm, yeah. right? that, that life has enough challenges on its own that you don't have to create, you know, create something so that people are looking at you going, well, you, you keep, you keep creating these situations that you turn around and ask me to bail you out of. Right. Yeah. Because that, that sort of wears on people as well. Right. Yeah. Because everybody's Try, going through their own stuff and yeah. doing the best that they can. And while they love you and want to be there for you or just like you and are willing to be there for you, right? If they see you habitually sort of abusing yourself or resources or whatever, it's like, well, wh wh why, why do I keep putting myself out for yeah. someone who- Especially when the time comes and- you really need them, but you've been sort of abusing it around the edges over here. And then when, when stuff gets real, now you've, it's sort of like a, you know, the boy who cried wolf sort yes. of thing. It's like, yeah. oh, now that you really need me, it's like, I'm not there for you. Cause I'm. Cause I've, I've been coming, you know, at the drop of a hat for lesser things. So yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, to the best of your ability. Right. And sometimes we make choices that create consequences that are not the best. And, you know, for the most part, I, I believe most people are really doing the best they can with what they know in that yeah. moment. There are some people who know better and do it anyway. And, you know, are be talking about me. really fine people or legitimate people or whatever. Um, but that's another story <laughs> time uh but, but you know you can't keep subjecting yourself then going to the well and then wondering why at some point people are not there for you yeah. um so okay we talked to, you know that that's a general definition and i think the the key elements as you mentioned were emotional support practical support financial right? Professional, depending on the situation, you want to make sure that your support system includes um, people from I, I, probably starting with your family, right? Your family, your friends, close friends, and, and depending on the nature of what you're looking for, colleagues, having mentors or coaches, people who can and all the time that you are looking for support is not a crisis situation. So yeah. half a step back, everything is not about you being in crisis. It could be about you making advancements or improvements, right? Particularly in the areas of your career or yeah, in for, your just for advice or counsel. And, exactly. Yeah. Right. And so, and where you can employ professional help, professional support, not talking about for professional. You mean like a therapist or a therapist or a coach, right? That the, the counselors and support groups that you avail yourself of those because and I think you've mentioned this before, I don't know, on and off the show, I think, um, you know, people who get paid to listen to you, 
<laughs> There's a real value in someone who gets paid to listen to you because they, they they just sort of have to, as opposed to, you know, your friends. And if you can avail yourself of professional support, right, do that. Guide. Well, not only are they paid. Expertise. Yeah, not only are they paid to listen. So, you know, make them be judgmental and hold it. But they also have tools and techniques that will help you, not just a listening ear or, you know, girl, this is what I would do. You know, that's like, that's not always helpful, right? You need somebody who's going to be dispassionate and say, you know, this, uh, you know, fits into this category of problem or challenge and you know there's a name for that and it means this and it's you know and, and here are some help you identify patterns and techniques exactly and exactly so yes professional help when you can help yourself when you can get professional help or support when you can yes um but there are other things that your support group um you know can be and a lot of people you know, I know many people who have, you know, whether it's a mentor, you know, like a professional mentor, or maybe you belong to a fraternity or sorority, uh-huh. you've got that sort of network to tap into that, you know, those people are there to help you, you know, whether it's just through the sisterhood or whether it's professional, right? So but go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say along that line of thinking about the, the kinds of support that I have gotten over the years, particularly, you know, I'm in a community of people that are about personal development, personal professional development and growth. Mm-hmm. And because that's the nature that that's sort of who they are at their core. It's also the nature of the vocation of many. And this goes to a point you made earlier about reciprocity, right? Is that it's a very nurturing community where reciprocity of um, the support and encouragement comes in a number of different forms. And some of that is emotional, right? A listening ear, validating feelings, offering comfort and encouragement. At the same time, it's about helping people overcome challenges or actually challenging someone, right? To grow, to tap into and build resilience in the face of adversity. And and one of the things that we as human beings are, pretty good at is trying to avoid pain and avoiding pain isn't necessarily the best path forward. Sometimes sitting with your pain is necessary for you to thrive on the other side of it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, if you think about uh, a caterpillar turning into a butterfly and, and you know you probably read stories of and, and children do this because they don't know any better and they're trying to help the caterpillar you know through its metamorphosis and you open the 
the chrysalis. cocoon, the chrysalis, and, and, <laughs> you, kill the thing. and you kill it, right? And they they can't fly. They need that. Chickens and eggs, the same, the same. The whole point of them working their way out of that is for them to become mm -hmm. what they're going to become on the other side. And when you mm -hmm. take that pain and you take those challenges away from people, Mm. The, the, you do more damage than good and so as it relates to professional support getting professional support not getting support for professional things but getting that professional support is someone who's going to be a guide on that journey but is not going to allow you to sort of get out of dealing with the what is mm -hmm. dealing with the pain whereas our friends Right. As you said, bless their hearts. Sister girl, that's the way I would do this, that, and the other thing. Mm -hmm. It is, um, it can hamper our ability to grow because they, they, they love us and they don't want to see us in pain. Yeah. Right. So. Good points. Um, so we talked about what it is and um, a little bit more about why it's important. Um, different perspectives, mm -hmm. right? Offer us to be able to obviously to see things from a different vantage point. And when people can bring in other experiences, it can help us navigate through those those tough situations, knowing that one, we're not alone, right? Yeah. There are other people who have yeah. been through something uh, similar or that help us look back and see our experiences, even from our, uh, our perspective from when we were younger or from a different, ex from a different experience that we had previously. Right. One of the things I am constantly reminding my clients is that they've done hard things, that they have succeeded in the past. Bring yeah. those experiences forward. Yeah. And so this time you're not dealing with it from a position of inexperience. Exactly. Or, you know, blindly. It's like, well, you've got experience with this and, you know, and you know you can do it. You may feel like I can't do it again. You right. know, I, I can't. Yeah, no, this you, is because you're much. looking at it as as a one-off, right? You're looking at yeah. all these things as a one-off. And instead of that, they're just different things on the same journey. Yeah. Helping you learn lessons or reinforce lessons so that you can continue to 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 grow. And so, you know, tapping into that, those different perspectives, tapping into your own experiences and understanding of how, just how strong and resilient you are from the things that you've been through it is helpful. And so having people that can remind you or point you in that direction mm -hmm. uh, becomes extremely important um, and helping you to adapt, adopt and adapt with healthy, healthy coping mechanisms, right? Things like um, recognizing your harmful behaviors or if you have harmful behaviors and then turning those around. 
Yeah. And yeah, and I, oh yeah. I mean, and at the end of the day, well, not the end of the day, but you know, sometimes you do need people to sort of lift you up and give you that, you know, be the wind beneath your wings, so to speak, but to give you um, comfort so that you can solve your own problems. Just give you, you know, help create a buffer or help create a space for you to be able to to move to move forward you know and to think things through and that you know that's one of the things i've noticed when i've tapped into some of you know my support into my support system is it's not so much that i don't know what to do or can't uh figure out what to do but sometimes you may find yourself so overwhelmed or consumed or, you know, within it. And you need to take a step back and for people to sort of remind you or to give you space or to give you the opportunity to just right. step back and take a deep breath and figure it out, which is frankly what good therapists do. You know, they that don't is. come in and say, here's the solution <laughs> to your problem. You know, they listen to you and let you talk it through and go through this process, like you said, you know, sort of like the butterfly or whatever. You go through the process and you come out on the other side because you've solved your own problem. So if you can't solve it by yourself in the beginning and then, you know, your professional support, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a, a you know a, a boss or you know a, a, a boss or you know a coach or whatever if they can't help you then you might expand your you know who you go to and of course you should know the people in your support system everybody can't do everything for you and we all oh. have you know some friends that are very pragmatic and practical and no nonsense and you know, straightforward and they'll give you the medicine, you know, that you need. And then there are others who are much more flowery and, you know, and feel good, but they're not necessarily, you know, business minded or, or whatever. And, and again, having those categories of people that you go to when you need them is good. And knowing who they are, you know, knowing in advance who you can turn to when the going gets tough is great. And so then it becomes a, like, let's then talk a little bit about cultivating those relationships. How do we, um, you know, maintain them in such a way? Because we cannot talk to everybody all, you know, every day. And, you know, you don't know when you're going to need to call on somebody. I actually called a friend today about a, a, a um, health issue that I'm having. And I probably haven't spoken to her in probably, I don't know, maybe about four months. So it's, I mean, she's a dear friend, um, but she's just not somebody, I you know, she's not my next door neighbor. She's married and has her life and I've got my life and, you know, and we live in different cities. But I know that I could pick up the phone and say, hey, did you have a similar thing or do you right. know anything about this thing? And I know that she's not going to say, 
oh, well, it's about time. So you call when you want something. <laughs> That's not helpful. <laughs> so how do you keep those, you know, relationships? And everybody wants a different level of engagement, right? Some people, you don't have to call me every day, but you can't call me every third year, or you can't call me only when you want something. So, so what does that look like? You know, that's a good point. And th that's important in general, right? Knowing who's good at what uh, uh, in, in one aspect of what you just said, who's good at what. And then the, the other part is knowing where people fit in the mm -hmm. the the pantheon, I guess, of of your relationships with them and knowing that there are going to be some people in your life that you have to be connected to much more regularly, frequently in order for them to be there for you. And then there are going to be others who you don't need that, mm -hmm. but you do need to know what you need. It may not be frequent, but it may be when you get together that it's not about you asking for something. Right. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you only connect once or twice a year, or once every couple of years. But when you do, it's not asking for something so that when you do need something, right, mm -hmm. that they're there. But it it requires you to understand what it takes for that relationship, which is the beauty, of course, of professionals <laughs> is that you don't have to ever talk to them. Well, one of the things that I do, I just make sure, and I shouldn't say I make sure because I'm sure people will listen to this and be like, she didn't do that for me, you know, but I'm pretty good about acknowledging birthdays and special occasions and just dropping a note, you know, from time to time, you know, don't want anything. How are you? Anything you need? How's it going? How's that, Absolutely. you know, whatever yes. kinds of things you know about them. And obviously, you know, there's a range, right? If they're, you know, a bestie or a really close personal friend, and you probably talk to them all the time anyway, to, a, you know, a, a colleague or an occasional friend or whatever, to, you know, somebody that you like or know, but you're not, I wouldn't say you're not friends, but you know, there are people that maybe you've worked with or worked with in the past and you like them and you would like meet them for coffee, but you've like never been to their home. Right. And so so right, you've got right. this relationship that's friendly, but not intimate. And by intimate, obviously I don't mean romantic, but it's just right. not that intimate. But right. You know, you know that they've got kids and you know, they're, you know, you know, some things and, but reach out and say hi and drop a note and offer them help. Send a, you know, um, one of a friend of mine, I don't think he did it so much to, to, um, you know, to cultivate his, 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 um, you know, me as a network, me <laughs> as a part of his, you know, support network. But just periodically, like out of the blue, he would send me a like Starbucks gift card. Mm, and, mm -hmm. you know, just like, you know, like a 10 $10 card or $5 card, you know, and it'd just be like, you know, hey, you know, happy Tuesday. And, you know, 
I wish I could have meet you for coffee today, but you know, go have, have a coffee, coffee on, on me. me. Uh, yes, on I like me. that. And I th again, that goes to the point of knowing you have to get to know people well enough to know what you need to do in order to nurture that relationship. Every relationship is different and doesn't need the same things, but you have to be intentional about figuring out what that thing mm -hmm. is, right? In order yeah. to strengthen that bond. And is it phone calls? Is it text messages, an email? Do you need to meet them for coffee or have meals with them, vacation with them? Just get to know what yeah. that is. And okay. then when you are together, what are you doing? How are you actually spending that time? Are you listening? Are you being available for them, right? Inviting mm -hmm. them to share. Are you celebrating successes? And we're huge on celebrating successes, right? And so the, the big wins, the little wins, are you, when they are posting stuff or sharing that their kids or grandkids just graduated are you are you touching bases with them about yeah. that right and and it just shows people that you care it doesn't take a lot but it does take some intentionality um, and it needs I, to be sincere and it needs to be sincere and mm -hmm. and I, the other part of this is that you, i think you need to respect people's boundaries right in mm -hmm. terms of cultivating mm -hmm. relationships if you encounter someone and something that you're doing or saying doesn't work for that person, mm -hmm. right? You don't want to push those boundaries, right? Because you need something that you think mm -hmm. that they can provide. So um, just be careful of boundaries, other people's and your own. I'm huge on being clear about what your boundaries are, communicating them and honoring them. And then um, I, I think the other thing, just in terms of this cultivating relationships is being available and reliable for other people. Like yeah. you want them there for you, right? That yeah. you need to, Reciprocity you need to be to a be. support of other yeah. people as much and as- And you may offer- them a different kind of support absolutely than they absolutely you. which goes okay. back to which goes back to knowing people as individuals right not looking yeah. at so my whole network I've got this whole group of friends and I'm going to go to all of them for the same thing and I'm going to provide to them the same thing yeah that's not how that works right yeah so it requires you even if you're in a group of, you know, I had a group that I went um, wine tasting with a few weeks ago, and I know you've got groups of friends that you go wine tasting with. The nature of my relationship with each of the person there is different. Yeah. Right. We could get together as a group and go and have fun and wine taste and, and, and the like, but the nature of our relationship all these outside of that event. Within ex the, exactly. Yeah. And you need to recognize that. So yeah. that's okay. a huge part of the cultivation of the relationships. And then, you know, sort of as we begin to wind this down, some tips and strategies um, that will help you to maintain your support system is to um, be open and approachable, right? 
for mm-hmm. for um outside of your needs needs in air quotes outside of your needs right um be someone that is about nurturing those relationships and um activities that maybe their events, maybe their classes, um, maybe those become new opportunities for you to create new relationships, new networks, new support mm-hmm. systems, people that are um, engaged in the same kinds of activities that you're in, right? Again, your support system is not always about you being in crisis, yeah. right? <laughs> that may be part of it, but that is not only that. And so it could be about you changing jobs. It could be about you growing in learning how to salsa dance, right? And Mm -hmm. if you want to learn to salsa dance, your support group or your support system for that is a whole different set of people than just somebody that's like, will you go with me? I don't want to go do this thing by myself. I don't want to go with that by myself. Exactly. That you've got that friend that's always like, you know, raring to go and down for anything. It's the adventurous one. Yeah. It's right. Is knowing that that's support. That's, that's a support system. Yeah. Right. As much as the times when things are not going so well and you're being challenged and you need someone to come and hold your hand or, you know, guide you through a process or something. So, right. I think expand your definition, expand what it means, be intentional about creating the relationships and nurturing those um, and, and, and then be patient and understanding and allow the relationships and the nature of what's happening to, um, to develop authentically. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've learned from you, and this is the last point that I'll make, but um, that I learned from you actually not so much that I didn't know it or didn't see it, but I don't know that I had a name for it because it's a relatively new sort of terminology, but it's like being a connector. And I know that that's a thing that you, you know, you were the first person that I can think of that was like, how can I help you? What could I who could I can, you know, what is your goal? You know, pick a goal. You know, we all have many. But what's a goal you have? What are you actively working on? What are you actively working toward? Um, you know, what would it take for you to, to level up? How do you get to that next stage? What are you missing? Is it a person you need to be connected to or a, a thing? Do you need to submit a proposal and not know who to do, how to do that or who to send it to or whatever, whatever that connection is and you were like oh if you could be you know I want to be a connector and connect people to their dreams um and I have really worked on being that kind of offering that kind of support to other people since since that time because I'm like you know one because it takes so little little you know not little I mean it, it could be a big deal but if 
if well, you it can be a something, yeah, it can be a big deal, it, but it doesn't take much to to say I can. I know someone. Not, I can. Connect it may or may you. not, because I think in your case, I think you actually went and did some research to figure out how to connect me to that next level. But absolutely, I, you know, it's like I know people who are like, I want to do blah blah, or I tried, or I whatever, and I was like, oh, I know somebody who does yada yada. Let me call them. I call them and connect you or send you an email or, you know, do whatever. And the next thing you know, you're well on your way. So that sort of, again, being a connector, being a person who's genuinely interested in helping other people, you know, achieve their goals and get to their dreams and all that is, is a, it's a really big deal. And having, knowing that you've got people who have your back or who will support you or who will, um, step up or step into the void when you need it. And again, whether it's a crisis or just, you know, a link of some sort that you just yeah. can't quite do, you know, achieve without some sort of, uh, intervention or some sort of help or somebody to come in and, and help in that way, you know, it's, it, it makes all the difference in the world. And I think that's why it was important you know, to me, for us today to just sort of remind people we're going into a long holiday weekend and maybe just maybe, you know, you have a little bit of time over the weekend. You got some extra time, make a phone call. Maybe you're driving up to wherever people go, Tahoe or, you know, the Palm Beach. or <laughs> Palm Beach, West Palm Beach, wherever it is that you're going over the weekend. Yeah, maybe while you're driving, you make a few phone calls or send some text messages. Not while you're driving, but if you're in the passenger seat, uh, send well, some you text can messages. say, "Hey Siri, call such and such." Or hey, Oops. yeah, or hey Siri, I said that, and here send comes Siri. Oh. <laughs> hey Siri, use you know, send a text message to Whitney that says, "Thank you for you know being there for me this week," and you know, right. and that may be you know, and that took me less than 10 seconds. You know what? I I, I want to end on this. Thank you for that. Um, uh -oh, a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago. Wait, you hear I, this? That you know, that took me less than 10 seconds. Okay, Siri. Send. That just reminded me, speaking <laughs> of, you know, people and support systems and uh, a couple of weeks ago, our, our episode was about traveling right taking mm -hmm. road trips and mm -hmm. a friend of mine um like every other week or like every three weeks but every week she and her husband are basically trading off driving their daughter to southern california she's a she's a um she's a jumper uh, so she rides horses and she jumps in and her okay. stable is in Southern California. They live in Northern California. And so she and her husband trade off making the trip. And she sent me a text uh, saying it was a week that she was driving down mm -hmm. and just saying, you know, thank you. This is, this episode is right on time. Right. Oh, and having, having someone who right? Listens to the show, but then went the extra mile 
to say thank you for this episode or I'm listening to this episode and it is actually resonating in what I'm doing right this second. Oh, that that's right. Good. In, in and that's lot. how you support people. <laughs> and that is how you support if people. If you have friends or, or colleagues or people you don't know, but you listen to, you know, support them by saying, hey, I'm listening. I'm you listening. Matter. So absolutely. I'm listening. I hear you. I see you. I appreciate you. Right. And that's what you do on the one side so that when you need support, you turn to someone for support, they're there for you as well. So with that, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode and next episode of (laughs) and the next episode of Life Lemons Limit Drops. We would love to hear from you. If you have not rated the show on the platform of your choice, please go give us a five-star rating or whatever the highest rating is on that particular platform. Leave a review. We would love to hear from you and what you think of the show. And uh, visit the Facebook page, the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash life lemons lemon drops or Take a tour around the website, lifelemonslemondrops.com. And until next time, be supportive, be encouraging, be okay with asking for help when you need it, be humble, and take care. Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at lifelemonslemondrops.com. 